Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, for David's training that he's been doing for over 22 years is Hot Seat Coaching. He's a very special guest today, which I'll let David introduce who will be joining him, but today is Hot Seat Coaching. Let's take a quick second 
invite the people next to you, invite the people uh, on stage, invite the people that are in your network to join this incredible room here on the Breakfast with Champions. We're really creating an unbelievable community here. So with that in mind, we'll have a little bit of time at the end uh, with 30 minutes left to ask questions. So raise your hand, back channel me if you'd like to ask David a question. And with that in mind, I'll, I'll hand it back over to David for today's training, Hot Seat Coaching. Let's do it. Uh, Dave, I think you're on mute here on Clubhouse. I'm sorry. There we go. This is my first time using Clubhouse, so thank you for your patience. Uh, once again, uh, thank you, Jake, uh, all the way from Mexico City. This kid's on here pouring into us. And uh, anyway, I uh, am blessed to coach some of the best coaches in the world and uh, some of the youngest uh, talents that are really changing or impacting the world in line with my mission of empowering over a billion people to be happy you got to find a thousand people like craig siegel a thousand people like amelia antonetti uh who are pouring into a thousand to pour into a thousand this is how we're going to change the world um and uh to that measure uh craig has uh been uh, just a blessing uh, to me and to others and so what we're going to do today is we're going to do a little hot seat coaching uh and hot seat coaching craig uh, will give you an example of how to help other people, how to coach them, how to get those answers uh, to them and, and done with them. Um, and I'm trying to figure out one thing real quick. Uh, but Craig, that's all afterwards, the uh, coaching session, I'm going to hot seat coach anyone that wants to come up here as well. So put your questions in, come and join us, raise your hand. Let's all get engaged. Uh, we have the incredible Craig Siegel, CLS experience, one of the best podcasts he has, one of the best coaches. He's a speaker. This kid is doing it all from Manhattan. Craig, welcome to the Hot Seat Coaching. How are you? What an honor to be here today. Happy Friday. Happy birthday to your daughter. Happy birthday to my nephew. It's a great day. Uh, I'm ready to rock, Big Dave. Let's do this. All right, perfect. What do you got for me? Any questions you have? Yeah, so, so right out the gate, you know, a lot of people want to start something, whether it be a business, an entrepreneurial project, whatever the case would be. A lot of times they're waiting for the perfect time or they're thinking about the ROI, the return on investment. What, what I'm telling my clients so forth is, is that what you should pay more attention to right now is the COI, which is the cost of inaction, right? Because it's never going to be the perfect time. What are your thoughts in regarding to not waiting for the perfect time and just diving in it and being resourceful along the way? Well, I know everyone's talking about time and time is probably the number one thing that people should study and understanding one, the relativity of time, but two, the reality of time and the reality of time only exists today um, and understanding how to prioritize your day uh, is quite important. And so if you are, actually working through what you want, who you can help, who can help you and how to get it done, you'll know where you should spend your time uh, and utilizing, you know, the opportunity cost of time or the productivity of time, the accessibility of time and the gratitude of time. We can equate whether or not um, it is uh, worth what we're doing, uh, meaning is this a priority according to what I want today aligned with what I want in the future? And it gives you a new quantifiable value. When you look at time, today is real, yesterday is relative, and the future is relative. I can manipulate or I give meaning to time. Uh, I give meaning to time uh, only in the future 
and only in the past. Today, I have a practice of time, reconciling the productivity of time, evaluating by knowing what I want today, who I can help, who can help me and how to get it done, the accessibility of time, who am I accessible to and what am I receiving? And of course, reconciling gratitude uh, as well. Is it worth my time? Uh, there's light, love and lessons in everything. And the problem that most people have is they waste their time on things that bleed them. Uh, and that would be things that you're utilizing, not making the investment in themselves. And I think, Craig, as you know, a lot of people see sacrifice instead of investment. Oh, you know, I really can't sacrifice the time. No, you're investing the time, utilizing and understanding opportunity costs as well as real costs that are involved. This is a classic example that most people live like tubes, food in, food out. They live like tubes. They live in nothingness because they don't know their possibilities of what they want. They don't know the probabilities of who they can help and who can help them. And they don't know how to utilize the lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. They just don't reconcile time into the equation so they have no prioritization. If you prioritize, you'll know exactly if the opportunity costs are too great or not. And, um, you know, I have these five daily practices that I pound into people. They shake their head like they know it. Um, you know, being a student of your calendar uh, is crucial. It's quite apparent and raises your own awareness when you have coherence to the daily practices of utilizing today in a realistic manner with a trajectory of relativity to the future of something that's completely outrageous. But if you don't get started, if you don't prioritize starting new things, they'll never get finished. And uh, so many people live in that nothingness like tubes, either procrastinating or feeling overwhelmed. Either way, they don't utilize the what, the who, the how to determine their now. Does that sound yeah, good? Yeah, I don't call you the articulate alligator for a reason. I mean, beautifully said and, and makes perfect sense. And for the audience listening, like, so true. Uh, specifically, the difference between investing and sacrificing. Um, you're, you're investing for your future, and so which I know you're big on, David, and you've helped teach me as well. Uh, I also know that you're the quantum quail, so I wanted to ask you this. A lot of times in our private conversations, we talk about frequencies and abundance and so forth. This is really deep stuff. My personal opinion in this conversation is the difference that makes a difference. When someone wants to manifest what they desire, there's obviously a big difference between wanting something and really feeling it. How, do you, how can you teach somebody how to be available for the abundance out there, how to become a match for it, because you can't want it, but not be really vibing with it. How can someone become available for the abundance that exists? You know, it's so interesting because there's three things that make availability to abundance to the world are more than enough. And the first is your mindset. You have control of your mindset. So in order to make yourself accessible to everything for everyone, you have to have faith. You have to have faith that there is something greater than you, an abundant, all-knowing, omniscient, all-powerful, omnipresent source uh, of infinity, more than enough of everything for everyone. See, most people live in a mindset of, value, of a zero sum. If I receive, somebody else loses. I need to win, somebody needs to lose. If I give, I will receive. A variety of different trades, negotiations, quid pro quos that exist in the world of just enough, of a world of a zero sum game. In order to effectuate what you're talking about, abundance over scarcity, you have to believe, but
but not just believe, but utilize the five levels of intention. Everything that you do, say, think, believe, and feel should be aligned with the fact there's more than enough of everything for everyone. And you can review your behavior according to those five levels of intention to equate them to the coincidences that are occurring in your life. See, when you pay attention to abundance or an abundant uh, objective, and you're paying attention, you put it up on there and you say, I'm gonna make over a million dollars as fast as I can. I'm gonna double the amount of money I make as fast as I can. Then you put your intention into doubling the amount of money you make as fast as you can. You start doing everything, not going the extra mile every once in a mile, but doing everything every day utilizing the five daily practice, saying everything every single day, thinking everything th every day, believing. And how do we know if we truly believe? It's really simple. Once again, we equate time into belief. How much time do you spend in fear is a ratio of what your belief is. So if you spend days, weeks, months, and years interfering with the abundance of everything, if you spend days, weeks, months, and years in fear, if you sp spend days, weeks, months, and years with a need to be offended, a need to be right, a need to live in ignorant arrogance instead of ignorant humility, if you have a need to be separate, inferior, superior, if you have a need to be unworthy, if you have a need to be resentful, worried, or complaining, if you have a need to be guilty, you're interfering with abundance. These are indicators that the ratio of time that you spend in that fear determines your belief aligned with the objectives that you want, the attention that you have put out there to put this intention in. And what happens if you put your intention in alignment with abundance, thinking, I mean, sorry, doing, saying, thinking, believing, you'll feel it. And feeling is intellect, intuition, and inspiration. If you feel alignment intellectually, intuitively, and inspirationally, then you'll see the the rapid the rapid clearance of interference and the appearance or coincidence that you want or the coincidence that is better than that you want because you're protected and promoted by this source and this is a crucial component to me of creating what you want in your life of believing there's more than enough of everything for everyone most people craig live in a world of not enough even guys I know with $40 million houses that make more money than most people dream of. I still know guys like that that live in a world, a scarce world, a zero sum world where they literally are in trade negotiation at all times, thinking that the more that they get, the less other people will have. And they're okay with that. I want you to realize that the more you have and the more you receive, the more you can give the more value you're adding to the universe, which is in synergy with the abundant idea of the universe, which is there's more than enough of everything for everyone. Remember, even patience lives in abundance. If you are infinitely patient, think about it. If you are infinitely patient, everything would happen instantly. Uh, all I got out of that was you're on fire. <laughs> Big Dave has nuggets today. This is really good stuff. I know the audience is getting a ton out of this. I'm getting a ton out of this selfishly, and I love it. Uh, pivoting gears for a second, uh, most people know that are in this space uh, that the mind is made up of two parts, the conscious and the subconscious. Most of us operate at the subconscious, which has been programmed since essentially we're 7 to 12 years old, which is typically in ego and negative. How important is it 
for somebody to develop and cultivate uh, a mindful or a meditation daily practice so that they can become aware of their thoughts and really stop releasing cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and really start to begin to operate from their consciousness as opposed to their subconscious. Yeah, well, cortisol creates dis-ease, right, disease, and we want to be at ease in the flow. And so uh, it's crucial uh, to have that meditation as a daily practice. But let me redefine meditation because you're looking at someone, Craig, that was completely, uh, you know, against meditation. And first person that told me I should meditate, I told them, why should I meditate? I already, I made everything happen. There's no time to meditate. Why would I sit around high on my mom's couch, broke and, and sick all the time, like the people that I knew that meditated? Uh, it was just a, a foolish thing. Uh, but let me explain meditation in a different way, the evolution for me, and see if it's applicable or resonates with you. When I started meditating, uh, I started a practice of just sitting still. That's how low I set the bar in my meditation. So many people quit meditation because they raise the bar. They think, okay, if I meditate for 20 minutes, God's going to talk to me. I'll have all the answers. I'll make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. This will be awesome. I've seen, you know, Deepak Guru, Dave Belzer. This is going to be easy. And that's kind of the mindset that most people have in meditation. It doesn't work that way. The first practice of meditation is sitting still. And once you learn to be still physically, then you can practice being quiet. And that practice takes a while. Now, after you practice being quiet, now you can practice awareness, uh, which is, you know, being able to access the information. So let me tell you how this has worked for me and why it's so important. The 20 minutes of meditation that I do at 4 a.m. before anything else. Well, I have an unwinding routine, as most people know. My tomorrow starts today. I know Amelia, when I first told her this and was coaching her on this, laughed at me, scoffed at me, and made fun of me, uh, like many other people do. But I don't wake up at 9 p.m. I put my body, mind, and soul as a practice into the position of not only recovering, which is obvious to most people, but yet they don't practice it. What do I mean they don't practice it? Most people go to bed at night and wake up more tired in the morning which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen or heard. But more importantly, I unwind at night, putting myself in a position of recovery, no alcohol, no caffeine, no negative thoughts, no negative conversation, no stress, no scary movies even, Craig. I don't even watch those things. I want to have a complete flow in the go when I pass out with no energy. But the second component of my unwinding routine is access. I want to clear away all that interference so that I can access this infinity of information of awareness. Well, in order to, to transcend what I've accessed when I wake up in the morning, I not only use meditation as a practice of sitting still, a practice of being quiet, but I use it as a practice of transcending or transitioning, accessing the information to utilize as my day progresses. I utilize it intellectually, intuitively, and inspirationally. And by putting myself into a position of physical stillness, of quietness, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional quietness, I now can be more aware because I've cleared away all that interference and all that exists is a connection between me and the access that I had while my conscious was sleeping and my subconscious and unconscious were driving the ship. And that's why the unwinding routine 
is a premeditative state that allows me to create recovery for my body, but access for my subconscious and unconscious, and then transcend that information through, me through meditation. Please, everyone, meditation is a practice. And it's not just sitting in the ganja, you know, with your fingers, you know, pressed upon one another and your legs in the Yoda position. No, meditation could be jogging. It could be swimming. It, 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 it is ability to access and people are able to channel or access in a variety of different ways. I like to put my body at stillness. I like to put my mind in quiet at stillness. And then I like to transcend the information that I received from my unwinding routine uh, to utilize a plateau and growth strategy during the day. If you want any information on meditation, I use theta meditation, uh, which is a vibrational or frequency meditation that allows me to elevate my vibration or frequency because you only can be aware that vibrates equal to or less than you. So the higher I vibrate, the more I can be aware of, the more I can empower others to be aware as well. Bang. <laughs> this is awesome. And for the audience listening, like, guys, not everybody's going to take Dave's mindful practice step by step, but, but have one of your own, right? Try it. Have your own strategy, so to speak. Absolutely love this. Uh, really off topic, how many handsome sandwiches this morning? <laughs> well, it's my daughter's birthday, so I haven't had one yet, but I'm planning on having a birthday brunch at Monomiga B in Las Vegas here uh, with uh, about 20 21 year olds and uh I'll, I'll eat as many as i can because i'm trying to catch up to you uh pound for pound craig siegel's probably the most handsome person i coach <laughs> i knew you were going there with it absolutely love it this one is a really interesting question i'm so curious to hear your answer personal branding in my personal opinion today is one of the most important things out there because nobody can take it away from you if you do it right especially in 2022 and with a potential recession right now and or the pandemic a couple years back, people can get laid off. But if you have a personal brand, you can grow that to the extent that you're willing to. I'm curious your thoughts on this. When putting out content or really trying to get exposure, you know, there's a lot of people that say similar things, people that stick out, like you, for example. Can you teach charisma, Dave? Like, how do you make people care about your content or, or what you have to say? That's a great question. So what is charisma first, right? Can you teach charisma? Uh, charisma is a energy. Uh, and so I can help people uh, elevate their energy, their charisma, shift their energy so that more people or the right people are attracted to them, right? So clearing interference between you and other people are absolutely uh, teachable. And, you know, number one, I want to comment on a few things you said. We are in a recession. I just want to tell you, uh, you know, as someone who is a pragmatic business person, uh, look at the key indicators of recession. We are in a recession. Uh, so uh, please, you know, everyone utilize your timing and risk tolerance to align with the best strategies to make money during a recession. More people make uh, big money in a recession than any other time. Uh, so I want everyone to know, hey, wake up, there's a huge opportunity, we're in a recession, uh, and find someone who sits in a situation that knows how to create the exponential value in a recession. Find someone that is capable of either, one, determining your timing and risk tolerance, but two, executing on that. Uh, and so that that's critical. Um, on the other side, side of it, 
charisma. Uh, what what is charisma? Well, charisma is the ability to create a community of sponsors and power sponsors, people that are willing to help you and people that know people that can help you, allowing you to help those people and allowing you to find people that can help those people. Charisma is a connection. It's a commandment. It's working with people. And it's absolutely a trained skill. Charisma is an energy. It's an attraction. Now, when you subscribe to the faithful perception that I have, that we are all one, that we are all part in co-creators with the great source, we are all resources, that we don't know why, but we are connected to certain people. We don't feel an interference to those people. And so let me remind you how this happens. One, we have to teach people to learn to love themselves. We have to teach people to find their essence. If you don't know who you are and love who you are, nobody else is going to love you. Those people who love themselves, not in a narcissistic, arrogant, ignorant way, but in a humble, ignorant way, those people that love themselves those people that put other people first because they love themselves, they take care of themselves, they utilize and pour into other people because they have so much themselves are extremely charismatic people. We, we have to create a community. Now, how does that charisma tie into your brand? You're absolutely right, Craig. I am you know, on a soapbox telling people, utilize Shakespeare to thine own self be true and, and the whole world is your stage to understand that never before in history could an individual sitting in their closet build a brand in a community of millions. You can- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Create a legacy for your grandchildren. No matter who you, you could be Dr. Pimple Popper. You could be Kim Kardashian. So, you know, what has Kim Kardashian ever done? You know, when there's any of significance, but she built a brand and she built it on a negative, a, a negative incident in her life, but she's built a brand and she empowers people to, to build their own brand and to be true to thine own self. There is 7.6 billion people in a community that's accessible by anyone sitting in their closet with an internet connection. But most people aren't willing to do what you do, what you've been trained to do, what you've been taught to do, and let's go the extra mile every day. They, they, they don't do it. They cannot utilize coherence to be consistent and persistent in the pursuit of their potential. They're trying to be everything to everyone. They're chameleons at best. But when you know who you are and you love that person, knowing you're on your practice, your journey, you can build a tremendous community and then you can create abundance with that community, not just for yourself, but for your community. And I think this is a crucial, critical thing that everyone should look at in varying degrees, determinative upon what you want, not what David Meltzer wants, not what Craig Siegel wants, 
but what you want. And when you do that, I promise you, this community, whether it's one person or over a billion people, will absolutely be of value to you and your legacy. David, can I respond to that? Oh boy, today. Um, yeah, hold, hold on one second. We, in five minutes, I'll be taking, we'll put you first in line. Uh, can you just say, save the comments? I just want to finish with one more question uh, sure. with Craig, and then we'll take questions. Thank you. Awesome. Craig, last question. Okay. Uh, oftentimes, we talk about having a strong why, combining that with faith, and it's much easier to step into the uncertainty. Is purpose or a strong why something that someone could cultivate? Or does it have to be like an intuition? Like, this is my why. This is why I've been through some stuff. This is why I'm doing it. For those people that want to step into something, but they don't have a purpose right now, or they're not sure, is that something they could figure out or it has to be like intuition? Uh, no. So I, I truly believe that you can never find your why. You can only apply it. Um, and that's why I have the daily practices. Uh, most people are in search of something they already have. They want more wealth, more health, more worthiness, more happiness uh, because they don't have faith. See, I believe, and this is my belief, you don't have to believe it. I believe in order to understand applying your why, you have to believe in something bigger than you that is loves you more than your mom loves you, but is omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, and omniscient. If you can believe that, then it's quite easy for you to apply your why. So instead of thinking I got to get more happy, more healthy, more worthy, more uh, wealthy, I believe I am happy, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am worthy. Why? Because I'm a co-creator. I'm a resource of the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent. I'm a resource of that. Therefore, what am I doing to interfere with it? So I have a practice of identifying what I'm doing to interfere with it, with the needs of the ego, the ego-based consciousness, and not resist it, not go over it, under it, through it, around it, oversell it, back and sell it. I don't deny it. I simply stop. Every time that I'm spending days, weeks, months, and years in ego-based consciousness, interfering with my potential, I simply stop. I drop down to center, down to neutral, and remind, remember, and recollect with source what I want, who I can help, who can help me, how best to get it done with productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, determining and prioritizing what's important to me to apply my why, not search for something that I already have. Everyone out there, if you use these five daily practices today, the only day that the man-made construct of time is even critical because the past is relative and so is the future. I can change. Look, I went bankrupt in 2009. I lost over $100 million. It's the best day of my business life. Why? Because it's relative. It's relative to the lessons that I've learned. Why would it be? How could it be, Dave, the, one of the best days of your life? It's not the best day, obviously, my children in other days. But one of the best days of my life. Why? Because if that didn't happen, in the relativity of time, I've realized through the lessons I've learned that I would be divorced or even dead. All that money wouldn't be worth it to be divorced or to be dead. And therefore, relativity of the past and relativity of the future are all a mindset. The only place that this is real is today. So have daily practices, whatever they are for you. For me, 
it's the what gives me a possibility, who can I help and who can help me gives it a probability. And then the how gives me the reconciliation of today's time, 24 hours with productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. How much value am I providing? How accessible am I to others? How am I receiving or accessing what I want? And how am I spending my time in gratitude? Am I wasting my time with people that are bleeding me or am I feeding the people that are feeding me? And then I allow myself to prioritize by the importance to me of the what, the who, and the how, then I can apply my why. That's what I want for everyone. It's 7.30 right now, Pacific time. We made it, Craig. Thank you for showing people what an extraordinary uh, hot seat coach client you are, but also how to coach people uh, and utilize you know, a hot seat approach of answering questions to determine your relativity as well as your reality. Uh, Craig Siegel, everyone, check him out, the CLS experience. We also have the Paradigm Shift, which will be our next Apple TV show. Uh, we have Office Hours launching today. Uh, we have the billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers, everyone from Sadhguru to Ed Milet to Dan Aykroyd to Cameron Diaz to Brett Favre to Austin Eckler to Forrest Griffin. We have it all, 72 of the biggest names giving their advice uh, as well on the spirit of excellence, the super success of the empty mile. Thank you, Craig Siegel, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Price is nuggets today. Love you. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Jakey Bakey, I know you're in Mexico City. In English, if you still remember our language, can you please reset the room? Uh, we want everyone to share this room. Please invite other people. Uh, please join us if anyone needs uh, anything from me. Uh, let them know my bio is right there with David at dmelter.com. David at dmelter.com. Reach out to me. Jake, reset the room, please. Sure will. That was an amazing hot seat coaching. Thank you so much, Siegel of Eagle, Craig Siegel. If you'd like to uh, reach out to him, it's just at Craig Siegel on all social channels. Thank you again, Craig, for joining. Just resetting the room here. We are in the hot seat coaching. Uh, David Meltzer's training. Dave's been doing this training for free for almost 22 years. He's currently live on Zoom, of course, here on Clubhouse, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, all over the place. Um, and I quickly just want to give a quick shout out to Glenn Lundy, who's in the room, and as well, uh, Grant Cardone, who just popped in and out, who also is actually a guest on season two of Office Hours, which will be airing tonight on Apple TV. So if you'd like to check that out, just email david, david at dmelzer.com, david at dmelzer.com. So we've got uh, about 28 minutes here uh, for David to do some hot seat coaching. So if you have any questions you'd like to ask Dave or uh, just get coached quickly, uh, just feel free to back channel me, message me, and we will aim to bring you up. So Dave, do you want to take a quick question from uh, your Zoom training and then I'll bring someone up here on Clubhouse? Oh, Perfect. I said we had someone uh, yeah. that wanted to comment on Clubhouse. Do you know who that was? Amy uh, G. Yeah, yeah go, ahead. go ahead. Why don't you go first? Sorry. Yeah, um, David, I could not resonate with what you just said more. Good. I mean, everything you said is exactly how I feel about success. Um, there's a saying goes, success does not bring happiness. Happiness brings success. Now, the, the moment I started loving myself, I began to achieve things that I would, that I would never thought I could achieve. So, I applaud you for letting everyone know that the number one 
thing in life to be happy and be successful is loving yourself. Um, Stop trying to be perfect. Silence your inner critic. Forgive yourself. And, you know, you'll be on your way to loving yourself. Thank you, David. Oh, thank you. And, you know, it's so funny because there's a, a simple statement. You can't give what you don't have. And people don't realize uh, it's obvious when, you know, we talk about money, you can't give what you don't have, but it's not as obvious with love. And it's not obvious with forgiveness. And it's not obvious with time. And I think it's so important to have things follow you instead of worrying about what's coming. You see, when you worry, sorry, worry is a terrible thing. It's a duplicative negative, right? If we worry, we create interference and we're wishing for what we don't want. So what I should say is when we are pursuing more of of what we already have, when we are pursuing things and waiting for what's coming, instead of pursuing what we're becoming, when we learn to love ourselves, we are pursuing what we are becoming and we're not pursuing what's coming and things start following us. Money follows us, love follows up, forgiveness follows us and our frequency elevates and our neighborhood changes so that the options and the opportunities and the touches of favor are accelerated and expanded. All the things that surround us, the people, the ideas, the situations and experiences are elevated as we elevate others. We cannot give what we don't have. That's why it's so important to learn to love you. Thank you for that reminder. Thank you for re-explaining what we do. Hey, Dave, this is Glenn Lundy. I have a question for you. Oh, wait, it sounds like, um, hold on. Is that an echo? Because Jake, is, is that me speaking to me? I think it's, I think it's two of Dave or two of Glenn. Oh, is it two of Dave or two of Glenn? Oh, wow. What's up, T. Lendy? Bro, I have a question for you. Very serious question. Um, about 25 minutes ago, while you were talking to Craig, uh, you told him that he was the best looking, most handsome uh, student that you have, that you're coaching. And um, I just wanted to know if that was truth if you meant what you said there or if uh if, if, if you know because i felt a little offended in that moment so I'm well first, first of all g lundy you're one of my best coaching clients i've ever had um but there's no need to be offended uh you are the best sounding uh coaching <laughs> client i've ever had <laughs> and, and and also remember remember beauty's in the eye of the beholder uh, and so just, I'm more attracted or, or I think that shorter people are han- more handsome. So I am biased. Uh, yes, I'm prejudiced. I'm, pre- I'm prejudiced when it comes to look, I prefer, you, you know, my gorgeous wife, she's only five feet tall. Uh, so if you are shorter, you may contend with the most handsome man that I coach, but, uh, from my preference, just my personal preference, no one else has to think what I think, uh, but you're just a little too tall for me, brother. I appreciate that, Dave. And in in, in Dave fashion, what an incredible answer. (laughs) You've been on fire this morning, bro. That interview with Craig was really, really powerful. And I love that you pointed out. And I I want to reiterate just in case somebody new came into the room or maybe they missed it earlier. We are not headed into a recession. 
we are in a recession and it is not a negative thing. It is a incredible opportunity. The biggest moves when it comes to wealth and business are typically made uh, in, in, in economical downturns. And so, like Dave said, man, grab, get somebody who's doing the things you know you can do that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach and ask for help in this season to make sure that you, your family, and your legacy are not just, it's not about protecting you, your family, and your legacy, but it's about tapping into the opportunity that comes with the recession that we are in. So, Dave, appreciate you pointing that out. It was really solid this morning. Yeah, thank you. And also, if anyone, even if you don't seek mentorship, you know, it's uh, for me, I consider a recession payback time, <laughs> right? Payback on all the dummy tax I paid in the last recession and even more of the dummy tax that I paid in the recession before that. Uh, so now uh, uh, learning the lessons from those recessions. Uh, but if you know your timing and risk tolerance, you know, the outside economy never matters. There's always opportunities that are aligned with your timing and risk tolerance. So make sure you get a mentor or coach to help you determine your timing and risk tolerance and help you seek the opportunities that are aligned with your timing and risk tolerance and then mentorship to effectuate or execute uh, on that. So three different mentors or one may be able to help you with that. Um, I do a group on this timing and risk tolerance uh, that has been really, really beneficial to people that focus in on these three things. What is your timing and risk tolerance? Where does it apply and how to execute on it? Three different things that can be utilized at its maximum advantage when people are what? During recession, they oversell things and overbuy things. Every time things are overbought or oversold, there's a huge opportunity if you understand your timing and risk tolerance, apply it to the industry's careers and jobs and investments that are aligned with it and learn how to execute on it to maximize uh, that opportunity according to your timing and risk tolerance. If you wanna kind of join our group, uh, it's a great coaching and networking group on timing and risk tolerance, just email me. I'd love to get you information on that because I will make more millionaires in the next five years than I ever have done before by teaching people, how do I know my timing and risk tolerance? How do I apply it and then execute on it? Uh, thank you, Glenn, for pointing that out. But we are in a recession. Uh, it's not a negative thing, uh, but uh, there's a lot of key indicators. Uh, just go ahead and you know look at the markets, all of the markets, uh, look at the interest rates, uh, look at supply and demand, and you will realize what we are in. Uh, anyway, let me take uh, Jakey of the Bakey. Let me, I got so many questions out here. I've never had this many questions. We have over 66,000 people that are registered for training. Uh, uh, that's just on the on the webinar. Uh, and that makes me feel really good because 22 years ago, and this is not an overnight success, um, I used to chain two or three people. Uh, and then as 10 years went by, we would have lunches. And you know, I know Glenn attended one of my live Friday trainings. Uh, they were really so expensive. We would get up to like 100 She's people. Gonna um, but I, I'm also looking for a lunch sponsor. Uh, what I want to do, or at least a breakfast sponsor, maybe, maybe we could get Denny's. Uh, but I used to provide lunch every time I would do training, uh, maybe for breakfast of champions, I could get a breakfast sponsor. So anybody that's in uh, our training can have free breakfast, uh, somewhere. Uh, I, I'm going to try to work on that. Okay, Jake, let, let me take a question online real quick. Um, I'm going to take this one. What is your biggest challenge as a business coach? 
um, this is easy, coherence. My biggest challenge is that no matter what I do to empower somebody, they need to do it. They need to remember to do it. So I try to take a step back and teach coherence uh, so that people don't go the extra mile every once in a while. They don't go to blame, shame, and justification. Uh, I, I have, you know, the, the clients I can't help are the ones that are my biggest challenge because I can't teach them coherence. Uh, you know, I can't teach them to remember what to do and to do it and to make it their own. And uh, for me, it's a huge challenge uh, because they're, they're so far in their own way. And if I can teach someone coherence first to remember what they want to do and to do it, to use their values and daily practices in order to effectuate incremental growth that turns into exponential aggregated compound success, whew, I would be so happy. But my biggest challenge is I have, I love everyone I work with for free, over 66,000, all the groups that I do, the one-on-one -on -one people I work with, the business advisory people, the charity that I work with, I love them all. And it hurts me and it's challenging when they don't remember what to do and they don't do it. They live in the extra mile every once in a while. And you know what they do? They blame. Not only do they blame their coach, but they blame themselves and they live in shame because they justify why they're not where they want to be again. They justify why they're not where they want to be again on the fact that they go extra mile every once in a while. Oh, but I did this. Yeah, but did you do it every day? It's like your kids coming home and breaking curfew and telling you, yeah, you know, I take away my daughter's phone when they break curfew. And in the morning they say, but dad, I'm a good kid. I got straight A's. Yeah, I know you went the extra mile there. Congratulations, but you did not go the extra mile when we're talking about responsibility of being home on time and being safe, or at least communicating what's happening. This is what people do. They justify and blame, and then they live in shame. This is my biggest challenge as a coach. This is the biggest challenge. Please, if you're gonna take away anything, get the daily practices from me and learn coherence. Remembering every day the what, the who, and the how. Knowing what's important to you and applying your why every day. Live in the empty mouth, far less competitive, than the people who go the extra mile every once in a while and justify it and live in blame, shame. Don't do it. It's my biggest challenge, but it's even more importantly okay, yours. Bear, thank you. All right, Jakey Bakey, reset the room, my friend. Sure will. Uh, this is the hot seat coaching session here on Clubhouse, Twitter, LinkedIn, Zoom. Dave's been doing uh, free training for over 22 years. Welcome, everybody. We are here in the one and only Breakfast with Champions here on Clubhouse with the stunt double, Glenn Lundy and David Meltzer. Thank you, everybody, for joining. If you have any questions for David in general that you don't necessarily have the time to ask here, just email David. He's happy to answer them. It's just david at dmelter.com, david at dmelter.com. Let's also take a quick second. Let's share this. Share this internally in your group chats here on Clubhouse, on Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you see fit. I see at the bottom there we're at 230. Let's get that up to 250. So share, share, share. And with that in mind, let's bring on our first uh, question slash hot seat coaching guest here on Clubhouse. Let's bring up Murad. Murad Maj, if you can please unmute yourself and uh, please share. Welcome. Uh, hello, everyone. Thank you, Jake, for bringing me up. And uh, David, I love your shares. And uh, 
and it's very powerful because our I believe that our spiritual lives and material lives are intertwined and um, everything starts from your mind and in order to get that mind in that frequency one has to meditate and um, I meditate in the early hours of the morning and the meditations you talked about uh, was all about I mean, you talk two different kinds of meditations. One's when we do some activities, that's a kind of meditation, or like we are talking in this room, this is also a kind of meditation, uh, because uh, this is what we love to do is learn and grow. And the meditation where you call, you were speaking, which was where you silence yourself in the morning and close your eyes and uh, just don't think of any worldly thoughts, that is a meditation of the soul. And uh, that is a very powerful meditation because that helps us in our worldly lives to achieve what we want to achieve and get more clarity. Uh, more than a question, these are comments I just wanted to add. And, and yes, people do make a lot of money during recession. As long as, <laughs> as long as it solves a problem. Sometimes brands also matter, but more than that is a problem solving. I import oil from overseas because I know the price of oil is very high. And I'm in the market here selling at a very little profit, but I'm getting a lot of clients. And because my purpose is to build and create a customer and keep them. And that's what I'm doing. So this is my second batch from overseas, which I received after a month. It took me a year to get it back because of COVID, everything was backed up. But it, people do make a lot of money. So I just wanted to put this out there. Thank you for your shares. Wonderful shares. I'm following you and you. Uh, great energy. Thank you so much. Awesome. I think uh, I learned something, so I really appreciate it. And there are three types of meditations, the meditation of the mind, the meditation of the heart, and the meditation of the hand, the activities. And uh, those are all exactly uh, states of uh, access right of those downloads uh of putting yourself in a position of clearance of interference and uh i've never thought about it uh you know with those you know three different applications of meditation of being able to explain it that way so thank you for a great takeaway jake let, uh, let me take another one online i got so many questions lining up i want to thank everybody if i do not answer your question please reach out to me, david at dmelter.com. I do Ask Me Any Things every day. I do lives every day. We have shows that you can come on and ask questions at. Uh, I will email you uh, as well. So please, david at dmelter.com. Here, here's an interesting thing. I'm blessed to coach uh, everyone from uh, people who are just starting out, students, children, uh, as well as billionaires. And uh, this question is really interesting because what's the biggest takeaway from coaching billionaires? What have I learned the most? The thing that I've learned about billionaires uh, is that not only do they live in a world of more than enough, but combined with living in a world of more than enough, they have a desire that they must be what they can be. And that contributes to the values they have, the daily practices that they have, uh, and the ability to go the extra mile every day. But those are the two things uh, that they have. They live in a world of more than enough and they have the desire that they must be what they can be. Jake, who should we bring up next? Oh, Mexico City is not working for you. There we go, we got it. Let's bring up Lori Burns. Lori, welcome to the clubhouse. If you can please unmute yourself. And what question do you have today for David? Welcome. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. 
that being said, hello, hello. Um, well, first off, I want to say I am just over the moon, all around the universe, grateful that I was able to meet you guys <clears throat> in person. And uh, so thank you, thank you. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's going to be aligned with, you know, um, you talking about frequency of just, you know, as I like to say, like, I mean, it's all about vibes. So can you just, like, expand a little bit more on, because as I say, you know, people buy vibes. They don't buy things. So, yeah, they sure, <laughs> they, that, they that, sure do. Yeah, I love it. So, look, your frequency is created by your unconscious competency. That's where the beacon starts. And the unconscious competency uh, is created by your conscious, the input that you have that is controlling the data that is stored in your intermediate memory, which is your subconscious, uh, which are utilized by neural pathways to make more efficient the utilization of the 40,000 of the same thoughts that you have. And so the 10,000 new thoughts that are creating and, and inhabiting the 40,000 of the stored thoughts are then creating your unconscious competency, uh, which is utilized as your DNA. And that unconscious competency is a beacon. It's a frequency. And your frequency is your neighborhood. What do I mean by your frequency is your neighborhood? You talked about, you know, people buy the vibe. Uh, well, people live in a vibe, right? You can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. And the higher your vibration, you know, the better the neighborhood. Uh, and so no matter how high, you, you know, your potential is, if, you know, like myself, I was born in the projects there in Akron, Ohio. And if I stayed in that neighborhood uh, with the potential that I had, I would have less options, opportunities, and touches of favor. If I'm sitting on a lawn chair, drinking a 40 every day with all the potential in the world, but nobody around me could give me options, opportunities, or touches of favor, I would have less of a chance, right? My vibe would be underutilized. And so as I moved up neighborhoods, you know, when I'm sitting in the park, you know, in a dream home neighborhood, the same exact conversation, now that I have a higher vibration and frequency, the potential of that can be utilized by the options, opportunities, and touches of favors of my neighbors. If you want to have the right neighbors, the higher vibrating neighbors, a higher frequency, a higher frequency of awareness of touches of favor and opportunities and options, then we utilize our vibration by what? Being aware of those people that are bleeding us. Most people waste their life like tubes with people that are bleeding them. Why? I'll tell you, it's really simple. Because they have such a great blessed gratitude. What does that mean? Oh, I know he's abusing me. I know this job sucks. I know, but there's light love and lessons here. They're a good person. Oh, yeah, but they got health insurance. Oh, right. But meanwhile, he's bleeding you is bleeding you oh and if you just took the time to if you reconcile time with that frequency and neighborhood that you're in people experiences occupations with the occupations are that which occupies you there's activities you get paid for within the context of occupations and activity you don't get paid for in the context of occupation but where are you spending your occupation with people that feed you, with experiences that feed you, with occupations that feed you, or those that bleed you. Yes, there is light, love, and lessons in all of those things. 
but do you want to waste your 24 hours that you're given each day on it? I say no. I say no. Know your frequency. Know your neighborhood. Have bigger, better opportunities, options, and touches of favor. Live at ease. You don't have to live at dis-ease. It doesn't have to be difficult. You know, people talk about passive income. I talk about frictionless income. Oh, passive my income. Passive so income amazing. doesn't happen, Lori. Passive income doesn't happen. You can't just sit on your mom's couch, high, broken, sick, dreaming about making a living, making and breaking a living. You can't. You got to have frictionless because you do say, think, believe, and feel it. Anyway, what were you going to say, Lori, as we finish up? No, I was just going to say, oh my goodness gracious, thank you. I just, and I didn't want to interrupt you, but I, <laughs> but I wanted to just, just say, Thank you. Like, because everything that you're saying, just it's such amazing confirmation. And I just, I, I thank you greatly because you're spot on. So, well, thank you. I, I just didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, I appreciate you. And it was such a blessing to be able to hug you in person. I've uh, spent oh, years and you've been part of my group. Uh, it was, you're a wonderful soul. And uh, I'm just blessed to be out there traveling around and meeting everyone and doing meetups. I got a meetup, by the way, today in Las Vegas. If anybody's here, I'll be at the studio that I have at the Win and in the lobby uh, at 1 p.m. today. So come by, swing by, give me a hug, take a picture with me. I'd love to see everyone. All right, Jake, I'm going to take a question online, then we'll take the last guest, okay? Sounds good. So the question is, what do you mean by health is a non-negotiable? Um, I was with a bunch of doctors yesterday uh, in Phoenix, and, you know, it was actually – a a, a, a conference on being a legend in health. And part of that was being a legendary doctor by receiving because teachers, doctors, and coaches, um, they have a problem. They don't ask. They feel guilty and shameful for asking uh, because somehow they think that they are serving others and their entire uh, career is about serving others. And if they ask for something themselves, that somehow they're diminishing their importance, their passion and their purpose. It's the exact opposite. I mean, I was talking to these doctors and said, wait, hold on a second. You've been blessed with the greatest capability that God can give us. You are healers. You give health. If you are healthy, you get as many wishes as you want every day, as many dreams you get to do and have possible everything. And if you're unhealthy, you only have one wish, one possibility, one probability, and one reality. And you are all healers, but you're not worthy of what you already have. You've been given the greatest capability. Now utilize it by receiving and asking for help. And so when I talk about health is a non-negotiable, it is a non-negotiable. It is before your family, it's before your occupation, the activity you get paid for, it's before all else. You need to make non-negotiable time every day to be healthy. And it was uh, extremely, uh, for me, enlightening to see so many people that have been blessed with the greatest capability God can give you as healers to see how unworthy the entire collective consciousness feels, just as I see teachers feel that way, as well as coaches, you know, they want to pour into everyone, but they're not taking care of themselves. You can't give what you don't have. So make sure that you also, if you are a teacher, a coach, 
or a doctor or a healer or a first responder that you prioritize self and health uh, before anything else. All right, Jake, I got time for one more person. Let's make it happen. Perfect. All right, Joe Rama. Joe Rama, if you're here, please unmute yourself and feel free to ask David a question. Welcome. All right, it looks like Joe's on mute, Dave. So let's take a question actually from uh, from TikTok to wrap this up. It's uh, from Tim on TikTok. He asked, with your launch coming up tonight uh, of Office Hours, what is the best lesson that you learned and what can people learn from the 12 episodes of the show? Yeah, um, th that's interesting because uh, we had so many lessons on the show and I was trying to see that spirit of excellence um, and what was amazing, the lesson that I learned is that people who show up get so much more. They're, you know, there, there's a story about uh, Gianfranco who played baseball and uh, he, he showed up, he was going to quit and he, he showed up and of course he ended up, you know, saving the game and winning the World Series. He caught a ball and, you know, showing up every day. Uh, is what I learned. And I look at what we have done uh, with the Apple TV deal to be able to develop shows for Apple TV to, you know, Martha Stewart doing the same thing, working to develop this, and like just huge names. And when I sat there and got to speak with Joe Dispenza and Grant Cardone and Ed Milet and, you know, the Sad Guru and, you know, all of the people that we've had from Deepak and, and, you know, I mean, the list is so John Asaroff and, you know, then on the athletic side, you know, you have the Brett Favre's of the world or Cameron Diaz and Dan Aykroyd and, and Danica Patrick. And, you know, these extraordinary people all showed up and they showed up to pour into you and to pour into me uh, and to pour into everyone. And so for me, the, the lesson is show up, be who you are and share who you are with everyone. Uh, and that's what Office Hours is about. That's what your takeaway will be, is you will get the essence of the billionaires, millionaires, and entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers on Office Hours on Apple TV. I want to say happy birthday once again to my daughter. She's 21 years old today. She was born on Father's Day on June 17th, 21 years ago. No greater Father's Day gift that you could receive. I knew and know that I'm blessed. I'm being protected and promoted at all times. I am grateful, forgiving and accountable, living in inspiration with all of you every Friday here, 7 a.m. Pacific time. Thank you, Amelia, for always setting the stage. Thank you as well for cleaning up uh, afterwards as she'll come back on. Jakey of the Bakey, can you please close out the room? I, sh I sure will. Thank you so much, Dave. Just a quick question before you go, Dave, if possible. Where were you on your 21st birthday? Do you yeah, I was in Occidental College. January 11th, just got back from Georgetown a semester abroad uh, from uh, being there in Washington, D.C. And uh, I, I uh, was in college and we went out uh, and I don't remember what happened after we went out. So it was a good night. There we go. You heard it here first. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that was a great power hour with David Meltzer here on the Breakfast with Champions. Thank you, everybody, for joining if you have any questions for Dave or just want to follow up, it's just David at dmelzer.com. David at dmelzer.com. Have an incredible rest of your Friday, everybody. I will. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.